The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Van Vieren, and this episode is entitled, Why All the Chaos? Now, if you are streaming directly from our website, thedailywitness.co.za, chances are you found one of our newspapers, The Daily Witness, in your mailbox. And on the reverse end of it, I said, if you enjoyed this article and you'd love to hear more on this topic, then stream our podcast from our website. And the podcast would be in relation to the newspaper. And the reason for that is because we can only get so much in there and no more. And plus, you might have some questions, and maybe by tuning into this podcast, many of your questions will be answered. So let's just jump right into it. So the article for the newspaper was titled, Why All the Chaos? Now, I said that, and I wrote about that, is because we are living in a time right now where the world is in a complete chaotic mess. And I don't think there's anyone really that would argue that point. I mean, there's so many people that are in absolute shock of where we are as a society on a whole worldwide uh, level, you know. There's so much confusion. And we are living in a time right now where we're supposed to be really seriously advanced. And we should be at a place where we've got all the answers. And we're actually doing worse as a society in this modern times with all this technology compared to several years ago, several hundred years ago. I'm just going to cut straight to the point. The problem with that is, and I said um, it's not of popular opinion, obviously, because people already have a preconceived idea about Christianity. When you talk about Christianity or the church or the Bible, and they're, they're like, oh, you know, they go with that whole thing. Oh, you're Bible bashing or it's about God again and so forth. But at some point, you have to start opening up your ears to the truth. And you've got to ask yourself the question, why? We are living in a society with the most advanced weapons and we've got access to so much Yet, crime is completely out of control. You have got people that are showing no remorse. And I've heard of stories where they will take someone off the face of the planet for five rand. You know, I read a story in the news the other day where a young child ordered something online and his mother rebuked him. This is a 10-year-old boy. He ordered something online and his mother rebuked him and she said, you can't do that without asking me permission. You know. Well, he got angry. She went down to the basement. She was doing washing and she, she was busy uh, with the clothes and so forth and putting the washing powder in and so forth. And this little boy uh, got hold of the gun, his dad's gun, and walked downstairs to the basement and kind of threatening his mom. This is a 10-year-old boy aiming a firearm at his mother. She's saying, 
please put that down, please put that down. And out of his fit of rage, he fires the gun and he kills her. This is the society that we're living in. You've got people that want to get their voice across now by burning down buildings. I'm not talking about just in South Africa. I'm talking about worldwide. They burn down buildings because that's their solution. This is the society that we're living in. You've got people that are so confused. I mean, it's not even a joke anymore. I've heard some... I've heard some really crazy stories. And at the end of the day, you've got to ask yourself, why all the chaos? If we're living in this advanced society where they have got doctors for the head and they've got, uh, I'm saying inverted commas, doctors for the finances, why are there recessions worldwide? Why are we living in a multi-trillion dollar economy and the unemployment rate is past 50%. You understand? So at some point, you've got to ask yourself, governments have lost complete control over their society. They know it, and they're coming up with all sorts of excuses. And what did they do? They kicked God out the schools, and they almost want to ban Christianity, but they are rotting at the core. And you've got to ask yourself, why all the chaos? Well, the answer is simple, and I said it, In the newspaper article, I said, because they are spiritually dead. Now, our version of death is completely different compared to God's definition of death. Our definition of death is, say, for instance, you're hanging out with someone, two or three people, and all of a sudden, that person drops down dead. Ambulance comes, they can't resuscitate them. That person, in our mind, that person ceases to exist. We can't communicate with them anymore. And then, obviously, they take the body away. And God's definition of death is not the same as ours. When he says you will die, he's talking about being separated from him. He's talking about being cut off from eternal life. And so, what is the reciprocal of eternal life? Eternal death. Now, something that the world does not want to deal with at all. They talk about the physical body, and yeah, and there they talk about the soul, but they scarcely talk about the spirit, when the spirit is the most important. You see, the world makes the physical body the most important, but when you look to God, the creator of the earth, he says the spirit is the most important thing. And the wisdom of God is that you've got to get the person born again. Now, why do you need to get the person born again? Well, if you look at what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden, and we know the story. I mean, God said to them, you can eat from any fruit in the garden and so forth and so on. But he said, if you touch of the fruit of this tree in the middle of the garden, he says, you shall surely die. And what happened was so many people read it. And, you know, they ate from the fruit and in the natural, they did not die. And this is where people get confused and they said, yeah, well, you know, God said they would die and they didn't die. I mean, Adam went and still lived another 930 years. Uh -uh. That's not the correct definition. You're using your personal definition of what death is and applying it to a spiritual book.
So the problem with, with that was Adam and Eve did die. But like I said, they, they became born again. They were born from life unto death. And because they were the parents of this world, what ultimately happened was every time they consummated and Eve gave birth to a child, that child came out spiritually dead, just like daddy and mama. See, and that just went on and on and on, and then generations just grew and grew and grew. And of course, what is the cause of that eternal death, being connected to death, being cut off, being unplugged from eternal life? They became plugged into eternal death. And now you start seeing the violence break out. Cain kills his brother Abel. And you just see uh, further down in that line, one of the sons say, well, if my uncle Cain was avenged uh, seven times, I'll be avenged 77 times. And he confesses how he murdered someone, a young guy that came and attacked him. And I mean, it just goes on down the line. Then you see in the life of Jacob and Esau, how Jacob stole his brother's blessing when Isaac blessed him. And now Esau is making plans. He says when his dad dies, he's comforting himself. He's just waiting for his dad to to pass on. And then he's going to kill his brother. And then later on down the line, you see Jacob. He's an old man now. He's got children and so forth. And they move into an area and then this other guy rapes his daughter Dinah and the sons hear about it. They deceive them and they wipe out the entire village. And so you see violence and crime just escalate from there. Now, that's not because, you know, we make an excuse for everything. Well, you know, it's a financial problem. And this is why crime is high in certain demographics, uh, because uh, we got a, a financial problem, it's an unemployment problem, and so forth and so on. No, it's not. Because they were quite loaded, and they were killing people. The reason for that is because of the death that is coming from Adam and Eve. And that came on down the line. Now, God tells us late in the book of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 21, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And God says, talking about society, he says, even though everything they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood. Isn't that amazing? So it's got nothing to do with society. It's got nothing to do with demographics. It's got nothing to do with finances. It's got nothing to do with anything that you could possibly kind of think of in the natural because you are still thinking on a physical level. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the spirit. See, like I said earlier, the world is bent on focusing on the physical body. Go and look in the adverts. Listen to the adverts on, on radio. Listen, watch the adverts on TV. Go and look in the newspapers, in the magazines. They focus and they prioritize on the physical body. They do not prioritize on the spirit. And we get trained that way in school. But then you go over to the Bible and you read what the Creator said. It just shows you how smart He is. You know, if he says the most important thing is to get born again, we need to follow through with that. We need to ask questions. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Now, God is saying, 
that in Genesis 8.21, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. Now, the reason why they can only think evil from childhood is because they are born spiritually dead. And this is where Jesus comes in. See, you know, when you hear about the story of Jesus being born of a virgin, a lot of people think to themselves, that doesn't even make sense. How is that even possible? And they rather fight it instead of looking deeper into God's wisdom. Why did God do that? Well, why didn't God create another man after Adam and Eve screwed up? Why didn't he just create another man and another woman? He couldn't. Don't you remember he said that the ground is cursed for your sake, Adam. Now it's going to be hard for you to uh, produce fruit. So he couldn't take the dust of the ground because if he did that, he would have just created another dead man. See, and every person born after that generation, after generation was born dead. We were screwed. But God, who created us in the first place, absolutely chose not to give up on us. And he came up with a plan. But the plan, our plan would be, make another man quickly so we can get out of this, because we were destined toward eternal death, because we were connected to it, see, because of Adam and Eve. Not because you smoke, not because um, you commit adultery, not because you drink, not because you take drugs. No, it's because you were born dead. Now, it's important, the solution is, it's important to get a man in this earth born of a virgin so that death, the death of Adam could not be passed on to him. See, because if Jesus was born of Joseph and Mary, guess what? He would have been born dead as well. And what would he be able to offer us? So that wouldn't work. So it's important to God that Jesus had to be born of a virgin so that he would be completely separated from death. Now, I just want to quote a scripture to you here quickly. You, now you can understand why Jesus said, Whoever hears my word, John chapter 5, verse 24, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. And will not be judged, but has crossed over from death unto life. Um, you look in other places where Jesus is talking about, he says in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, he says, For God so loved the world, and whosoever should believe in his only begotten Son, he will not perish, but he'll have eternal life. Or you can actually say it like this, he will not continue to perish or he will not, he doesn't have to die anymore with the death that he already had. See, because now the great exchange took place. And that's what it means when Jesus said that no greater love has a man than this, that he should, that he should lay down his life for his friends. He's not talking about his, the life in his physical body. That's the first thing that we would think of. No, Jesus is here to fix up what Adam messed up. 
And so now Jesus has something to offer, and it had to be a miracle, and it had to take place through a virgin, so that he could give us his gift of eternal life. That's what it means to say, Jesus, please come into my heart. See? Now, um, I want to talk about revivals that have taken place. This is absolutely phenomenal, guys. Listen to this. And this is in my newspaper. If you didn't get a copy of the newspaper, you can download it off of our website, thedailywitness.ca.za. Now, listen to this. The Welsh Revival. Well, let's start off um, with the Pensacola Revival, which was in the 90s. I said here, the revival had phenomenal records of what happened there in that immediate area now. This was testimonies that were given. Um, I tracked that. It's absolutely amazing. The Pensacola Revival had records of crime dropping. Prostitution dropped drastically in the close vicinity of the church. The bars actually closed down. And I watched the sheriff and the mayor stating what a dramatic decrease in crime the Pensacola Revival had on their city. They even joked where they said the police were almost out of business. This was the then mayor, and he was recorded on TV. I mean, even the local politicians were involved in that revival. It was huge. I heard of a story where uh, the Playboy bunnies came in, uh, came off the flight and landed there in Pensacola, Florida, hopped into a cab and said, take us to the most happening place in the city. And the cab driver said, all right. And he took them to church. And they said, why are you dropping us off here? He said, well, you said, I must take you to the most happening place in the city. This is it. So the, the Playboy bunnies, they went into the church. And man, the power of God was so strong right there. They gave their hearts to Jesus. They, they surrendered and they got born again. What happened? That old dead spirit was gone. Now, that's what, we, what we're reading about here. Even the Welsh Revival, which happened in the late 1800s, almost 1900s, or I think it could have been the early 1900s, the police officers were actually fired because there was no crime anymore. The coal miners, their language had completely cleaned up. The donkeys that were used at the mines didn't know how to respond anymore because they were used to being sworn at. They were used to being cursed at by the, by the coal miners. And they actually had to be retrained. Bars closed down and even the elections were suspended because everyone was going to the revival. Now, before you think, wow, what a miracle. Understand why that happened. That old dead spirit was completely removed. Oh, man. In other words, the source of the crime, the source of the hate, the source of the violence, the source of it, what was causing it, was removed. A psychologist can't fix this up. A psychiatrist can't fix this up. A doctor cannot fix this up. There are no pills to fix that up. It is only God that can fix it up. And that is why he got on our case and told us, get that newspaper out there and tell them the truth. People need to know the truth. Now, listen to this. I'm going to share something else with you. I saw this study and actually uh, preparing for this podcast, I asked the Lord to help me. And he said to me, I want you to do a search on uh, sociology, 
and crime between the church and the world system. And I did. I said to the Lord, that is amazing. And I discovered this, and there were two different writings. There were actually two different studies. One study was done in the 70s, and the other study was done in the 90s. Now listen to this. Uh, David Briggs writes about this study, and he wrote about the study analyzing crime and religion data from 182 counties in three states, and he found that violent crime decreased as greater numbers of people were religiously active in their communities. They were involved in local ministry. They were involved in church. They were reading their Bibles and so forth. In other words, they were born again. And in the bigger picture, they said they found that religious presence seems to matter to the amount of violence and crime in a community. This study was actually done now David Briggs wrote about this study, but the study was conducted by Jeffrey Ulmer, who is a professor of sociology and crime and law and justice at the Pennsylvania State University. He's the one that actually led the study. And when this study and the findings came out, and this, like I said, this wasn't the only study. Many have done that. There was a headline in one of the newspapers that actually stated, is church the answer? Yes, church is the answer. Of course church is the answer. Society is not the answer. Society can't fix this up. What, what needs to be done is, you know, you've got husbands that are abusive. You've got wives that are abusive to their husbands. You've got uh, gender-based violence. All this is a result of a dead spirit. That's why they are doing that. They've been unplugged from life. They've been unplugged from God. Understand? And the way you fix it is by changing the inside man, the inward man. And the illustration that I got, it's actually really good. It's like a building that runs off a generator. And now all of a sudden, the generator that's running this building, it can create a short. The, the generator is damaged. You understand? The generator is absolutely damaged and it can cause a fire hazard and there's shorts and the lights are flickering all the time and there's really bad connections and so forth. If left alone, it can cause a major fire outbreak and it can spread throughout the neighborhood if not under control. The problem is you don't need to tear the building down. You just need to change the generator. You change the generator that's on the inside of the building. See, you just have to get born again. You don't, there's not even any hard work for you to do. Jesus went and done all the hard work for you. He was born alive. That's why he said, I am the bread of life that has come down from heaven. Whoever eats from me, he shall never die. Now you can understand what he meant every time he's talking about life. He's talking about that thing that we so desperately need. Now, if you understand all of that, um, I want to basically end off with this. In a nutshell, you can understand why Jesus is so important. And that's what the article is all about. Now you can understand why when they did these studies in uh, religious communities in 182 counties in three different states, why there was little to no crime whatsoever.
I'm not, I'm not saying that Christianity is perfect, but I'm telling you the evidence is there. We actually have records. So, I mean, you can shout your mouth off and you can attack Christianity all you want, but you don't have proof. See, you don't have proof to justify what you have to say. But we have the proof. There were actual studies and various studies done. And not only that, we've got proof from revivals that took place and the dramatic change that took place. Now, the, in other words, the fruit from those revivals and the reason why was you've got to get rid of that old man. And God loves you so much. He wants you. Man, he wants you as his own kid. He do, he's done everything he possibly can on his side to get you to join the family again. See? And it, it's all you have to do is accept the gift of life. Well, let me say it like this. All you have to do is accept the gift of eternal life. It's that simple. And what happens is that transition takes place. The same thing that happened to Adam, he got born again. He went from life to death. It will be reversed for you. You go from death to life. And that's what he's done for you. All you have to do is say, I accept your gift. All you have to do is say, I accept the sacrifice. It's mine. Thank you so much. And you pray this simple prayer after me. Now I'm going to lead you in prayer. And you just say this simple prayer after me. God in heaven. Thank you. For reaching out to me. Thank you. For giving me a gospel newspaper. Thank you for telling me about Jesus. Jesus. Come into my heart. I make you Lord of my life. I renounce the past. I am now a Christian. I am now born again. Thank you for being so good to me. In Jesus' name. Now, if you have prayed that prayer, one of the greatest miracles that will ever take place, has taken place. You went from death unto life. You are now born again. And what's going to happen is, I want you to testify. Tell us about this good news. I want you to email us uh, at reachout. The email address is on the newspaper. Reach out, one word, reach out at thedailywitness.co.za. Reach out at thedailywitness.co.za. Now, uh, if you have Telegram, go ahead and download Telegram. And you can search us up at, at TVV Ministries. And you'll find us there. You'll find the logo, The Daily Witness. Or you can follow The Daily Witness on Twitter. Or you can follow Trevor Van Fieren Ministries on Facebook. But please let us know so that we can help you take your next step in the right direction. If you pray that prayer, I just want to say welcome to the family. You now have the biggest Holy Ghost family on planet Earth. We love you and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, feel free to share it and be blessed. Remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. 
Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.